0: This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson.
2: This is the Liberty Hour, each and every Sunday night. Holidays, Memorial Day weekends, which I have a hard time calling a holiday. Oscars, Super Bowl. The whole nine yards. Now, today it's going to be a nice and different, I'll be able to finish a sentence. Macbeth is on maternity leave, which does explain his physique Low these many months. We have our new guy who I've nicknamed Spritel. Brought his mom here, so I have to be good. Um, if you care to participate in the show, it's three one two six four two fifty six hundred. 5600 Now, this day, you know, to me, it starts off like many of you. We have family members. Some of you have served yourselves, you know, if you're listening to this show, you're rich in American history, and what made America great was the willingness for soldiers to fight for freedom and liberty. So it starts off this day as like a wake. It reminds me of when a family member, you have to go to a wake, and you're, you know, you're remorseful, you're, you're respectful. And uh, then throughout the day, you, you, in some cases, you see political animals, politicians, take advantage of this day, cloak themselves in a certain courage they don't deserve a certain um, respect they don't deserve either, as they try to co op patriotism and your sympathies for support of different moves that you wouldn't normally support or you would speak against. And this weekend, one of the things that I liked about Trump, now, if you listen to the show, you know I'm very hard on Trump's economic policies, Trumponomics, as I feel it is, you know, fraud, and we'll get to the tariffs later. Um, I'm hard on a lot of his policies, but one of the bright spots of the Trump campaign that I was excited about was his foreign policy. I liked so much of what he ran, uh, of how he ran when he was a candidate. And I, I was always suspicious, as I think um, rightfully so, as we learn at just how our governments run and, and, and the bureaucracies behind it who are really in charge of policies. And, uh, I was really hopeful that when Trump got in, our agenda would change in particular with the Middle East, the idea that we have 70,000 troops in the Middle East right now. And that does not count. And I want you to keep this in mind as you get, hear these troop numbers. None of the mercenaries are factored in these numbers. So when they talk about the death, and by the way, those are American heroes also, aren't they? I mean, I, they're mercenaries, and they're, they're, they're created to be off the books and, 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 and to not be responsible or under the, the guise of our military. But those are Americans most of them are ex-military fighting for American ideals and for what, the direction America wants to go. In. And, and they're not on this count list. So when you hear that there's 70,000 troops in the Middle East and you hear of the totals in Afghanistan and Iraq and you hear about the 1,500... By the way, that's thanks to Trump, it's 1,500. His generals wanted 10,000. And that's just where they were going to get started. Trump said, let's shave it down to 1,500. But you have to be nervous about what's going on here. You have to be aware that... The powers that be have no end game, have no direction, have no goal or objective. They don't know what the hell they're doing there any more than George Bush and his administration did when they sent him to Iraq for the Saudi born terrorists of nine eleven. And here we are seventeen years later, and, 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 and you're you're just as lost, and here we are just as 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 naive. But yet, a holiday or a, a weekend like this comes up, and you say, "God, how many people have died or injured, or the troops that come back with postpartum, or not post—that's—that's <laughs> that's what McVeigh has with PTS syndrome, D, PTSD syndrome, um, the PTSD." You know, I'm, I'm old. I keep thinking of it as shell shock. But how how that took the soldiers throughout generations? How many families and men have been? subjected to this now granted we all know world war ii was the right thing to do we all know the the revolutionary war was the right thing to do you could argue world war one but you know from that point on is when you start to realize and i i like when wars are questioned i like when we recognize you know what the hell was going on in vietnam and how that changed the course of the country and you could even talk about the korean war how we were it's a proxy war with china and you could talk even more so of what exactly is going on right now as we're sending more troops to a country to, to stabilize a country. We destabilized in 1953 when our CIA staged a coup for their Democrat elected president in Iran. We're the ones who put these radical nutjob uh, religious freaks in. That was our CIA. And here we are 60 years later still dealing with the mess that we created in the first place so I, i'm 'm sickened by the fact that donald trump 's one true attribute, which is he recognized all of what i 'm telling you this is what he ran on and uh, and to correct the nonsense in the Middle East but yet you see that the bureaucracy is bigger than trump doesn 't matter what he wants to do. the presidency one thing Trump shows you, and it 's not just the fact that he's handing out the uh, trophies to fat guys in Japan. One thing he shows you it 's really what exactly has the presidency become except Uh, On some level, it seizes powers it shouldn't have to create objectives that we have representatives for. But on the other, even when he wants to really change the direction of a country and and its military imperialism, he can't. So I think when you you view this holiday, it's sickening to think about the people and the lives and the families have been changed in the past. It's more sickening to me to realize we still have guys going to places we don't know why, and they're going to die. And they're going to get hurt, and they're going to be their lives are going to be changed forever. So it's a holiday of reflection, and it's a holiday of contemplation to me. And it's a sad holiday. Um, It's it's more than just a barbecue and a nice weather and kids playing. It's 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 something that you should reflect on and how we can possibly change things. And that's what I take as Memorial Day. To me, it's a it's a sad day. Um, Granted, in Chicago, we had wonderful weather that none of the weathermen predicted. But we do always inspire calls three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Jim in South Elgin, how you doing, Jim?
3: Good, how are you? Good. Uh, calling from a remote location, down of my place in Honduras as we speak. Well, it's not and remote anymore. You might as well go work
2: for the CIA. Go ahead.
3: Well, anyways, one of the problems they have is they don't produce enough electricity, so they have rolling blackouts.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And once in a while, people are getting compute. Sometimes people won't have electricity in their homes for like a couple of days, and people are getting upset. So they have these things called cuelgas, and what they do, I mean, strikes. So what they do is they go out in the middle of, like, these highways, especially because, you know, a lot of these areas are mountainous, so there's not a lot of routes, so they can effectively choke off the city by putting, you know, burning tires and rocks and stuff, and not let people pass.
2: Sounds very green. And
3: they do that for, I'm sorry?
2: Sounds very green to me. Sounds like Honduras is where we're going to be if any of these well, communist exactly doesn't, the Democrats get in.
3: Right. They don't produce enough electricity, so this is what happens. And this is part of the whole problem with the so-called Green Deal.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that according people to... you want to see what it's
3: like. Come here and be sitting in your house and have your juice go off without any warning.
2: According to Beto O'Rourke, however, that yep. that is the direction we need to go in. Not only Beto O'Rourke, but the entire twenty-four of them. But moreover, exactly. the problem with Honduras is that America doesn't give it enough money, because you do realize how much money America gives Honduras in what I can only pay tag as extortion money or payoff money. They're giving them already. We give five hundred billion dollars to Honduras. Or, you know, a combination of Honduras, right? Um, Mexico, El Salvador. El
3: Salvador. Oh yeah, it's a lot.
2: It's a lot of money, and well, Beto Trump wants to double about. that. So yep. maybe if we double it, you guys could get electricity down there, and your whole secret life down there will be wonderful.
3: Well, what they should do is build a nuclear power plant here. That would be tremendous. Yeah? well, I, do the politics Just course, keep
2: your mouth happen. shut, Jim. We don't need to be giving anybody any more ideas. Thank you so much for the call. <laughs> Here's a guy who wants us to pay for his uh, Honduran getaway. He went, Are you nuts? Crazy. We already give these people enough money. But uh, do we have time for the uh, the clip or no? All right. Well, when we get back, what I do is I I, I digest the shows so you don't have to. So today we we watched um, Chris Wallace, which was in Lightning on Fox News Sunday. We did a little bit of the George Stephanopoulos, although he was not there. And then we did uh, Margaret Brennan on Face the Nation, which was the most interesting of all, not just because she's attractive, but because she had on the flame that went out before it ever really got burning was Beto O'Rourke. I found it fascinating. And I'm going to tell you why I think his message of just that that um, hallmark communist greeting card speeches where you just keep saying the same Marxist stuff is going to implode the Democrats. And maybe, maybe, in Trump's second term, which I think, by the way, he'll win, even with the impeachment, um, then he will go through one, kid. What we will see there is that you're going to see why the Democrats have an Achilles heel. And it's not just because they're saying the same thing. My name is Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour. Um, We'll be back after this message. is my guy Spridal and me. Give us a call if you care to participate in the show. (music) 312-642-5600.
0: It's the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson on A560 The Answer.
2: This is the Liberty Hour. Give us a call if care to participate 312 642 5600. So it's Sunday, right? It's uh, everybody's getting ready to do their thing on Sundays as normal and they release the propaganda network shows and they um, I'm kind of enjoying the fact that not only are they scrambling without direction and when I say they I mean the Democrats, but that they're simply different versions of the same circle logic policies. And um, my favorite one to implode was Beto O'Rourke, because not only did it happen the fastest, but he came out with that certain arrogance of the right guy in the right place. And you wonder what kind of a... uh, And this is a young guy with no real experience. I think that's the one thing we can all agree we do like on a certain level, even if you disagree with how he did it. I love the fact that Trump spent... His life outside of the arena um, that we know has become just a pay-to-play scheme of sorts. Just who's the better liar with the better suit? Who can look more distinguished as they participate in the bigger fraud? And Beto O'Rourke always kind of hit a nerve with me because he presented himself as the um, special ed version of Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. He's got all the virtue. He just has no idea which way it's going. And he came within a hair of beating Ted Cruz in Texas. And it looked like how could this happen and then you heard him talk for those of us in the rest of the country and you realized there was a lot of sizzle and not much steak. But if you wouldn't mind give us a little face the nation. Will
4: you please? It's Sunday, May 26th. I'm Margaret Brennan and this is Face the Nation.
2: I do think President she's the sexiest Trump of received a rock star
4: welcome from the host country of one of America's closest allies. So far, it's been a weekend of trade meetings with Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, plus some summer recreation, Japanese style. The trip appears to be cooling off what has been a fiery start to summer back in Washington. I declassified, I guess, potentially millions of pages of documents. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. And that's what worries intelligence officials as Attorney General. Can
2: you stop it there? Perfect, perfect. You know, I got to say something. This is another thing I love about Trump. I love the unpredictable nature that, hey, I'm going to declassify what was going on prior to me being president. See, and what I find comical is the reaction of the Democrats who want his entire life, Donald Trump's entire life, to be declassified, for lack of a better phrase. In other words, they're entitled to see every document that was in Donald Trump's life prior to his, his getting into politics. That's what they're trying to hang him on. Yet when it comes to actual documents that can let the people know, was the system being misused? Was the system being abused? Did a Democrat president, have the audacity to rig a FISA court in order to surveil the opponent, in, the, in this case, Donald Trump. And all indications look to yes. Now, the only thing that can clear Obama is to, dis, is to declassify these documents. So you can always tell if someone's guilty or innocent by what they're trying to hide from you. And the fact that you have Democrats, not just the communist baker's dozen that's running for the presidency, but Democrats in unison, basically saying, no, these documents should not be declassified. And this is why I think there's a crack in the dike. There's a weakness here that's being seen. And the Democrat base, the old fashioned liberals, the 60s, the same ones that said, hey, rightfully so, by the way. What are you doing in Vietnam? Those are, the, those are the ones that make up the old base. Those are the ones that are going to say, what do you mean you don't want the people to see these documents? What do you mean you don't want the people to, to look at the fact, how was a warrant given that we now know existed to surveil Donald Trump as he was a candidate? Why wouldn't anyone want to know that? In fact, I'd want to know that if it was a party I disagreed with. If they were surveilling Hillary Clinton, I'd want to know why. What was the evidence and why? Now, you and I, if, if you're listening to this show, you know all about the Clinton Foundation and you know all about Uranium One and you know about the money going back and forth between um, Russian strongmen to the Clinton Foundation. So there's a reason why. They should have been surveilling Hillary Clinton. I'd love to see the surveillance tapes of that. And if you have that evidence for Donald Trump, well, then declassify the information. I think that will do more for the country than the Mueller report could ever do. The fact is, if there was true evidence against Donald Trump, the Democrats would be clamoring for this information to be declassified. But yet, on every Sunday show, on every talking point, on every Democratic release, it's quite the opposite. In fact, what you see is that they want to distract you with their interpretation of of what Donald Trump's financial life is, so their defense is to go offensive on Donald Trump's of all things, his financial statements before he ran. And to me, that is outrageous. Now, can you play the rest of the clip from there? Go ahead, hit it.
4: It's Sunday, May oh. 26th.
2: Better I'm restart it. Brennan, it.
4: and this is Face the Nation. President Trump received a rock star welcome from the host country of one of America's closest allies. So far, it's been a weekend of trade meetings with Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, plus some summer recreation, Japanese style. The trip appears to be cooling off what has been a fiery start to summer back in Washington. I declassified, I guess, potentially millions of pages of documents. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. And that's what worries intelligence officials, as Attorney General Barr now has access to some of the country's top secrets as he opens an investigation into how the Russian General, probe I began. like how there's a
2: big deal. He's the AG. The president
4: authorized 1,500 troops to the Middle East in light of potential new threats from Iran just after ordering 2,000 out of Syria. And he did an end run around Congress by following through on an earlier promise to sell arms to the Saudis. And then there's that feud with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi.
5: I wish that his family or his administration or his staff would have an intervention. I'm an extremely stable genius. You know, she's a mess. <laughs> I love that. We'll also look the crisis at the border. border.
4: We travel to El Paso. Cut it off and off after that. It's not going to get better than
2: I'm an extremely, what do you say, extremely capable genius? I love it. In fact, that's going to be the name of my boat. Extremely capable genius. Was a stable genius, but stable. I don't know what the difference oh, is. All right. Yeah. Cable, stable. Look, at there's the voice of Spritel, Fresh from the Cubs game. Did they win or lose? Because here's the other thing. I don't watch Men in Costumes anymore than I think that shirt you have on is a good shirt, but go ahead. No, they, they lost pretty bad, but let's stay on topic. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Something tells me the American people are going to lose pretty bad. Um, so the fight between Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump is an interesting fight. Not just because... Does exactly what Republican Party and the Democrat Party wanted to do, which is fundraise. This is what this this is gonna this is big money here, kids. Because as you see, it's gonna it's gonna tribalize even further. But it takes the eye off of the ball, in my opinion. I don't know why the Republicans are not pointing and doubling down on the fact there's something wrong with Nancy Pelosi. Donald Trump is right again. There is something clearly wrong. Now, do you have uh, the Pelosi clip? Give me. Uh, applause line, Pelosi. This is at the mayor's convention earlier this year, and I want you to tell me this woman is the Speaker of the House. This is a very powerful third from the presidency. Hit it.
5: Thank you, Tom Cochran. That's an applause line. I'll let you know with strong border security initiatives. This will be our 10th vote. Now this is not slowed down. Let's hear it for border security. Uh. The American people elected a House majority. She's drunk. That would de- that's an applause line. <laughs> All right, cut her off. Not for everybody. So this
2: is, um, do you remember when her, her flight scandal came out? This is way back in 2010. They had her flight, uh, her scandal came out of the money she was spending in government flights, back and forth, not just to her home district, but they take trips, right? At a cost of 17000 I got it right here, $17,931 per person. Nancy Pelosi was spending, on average, 2 dollars in one year, over a, oh, I'm sorry, over a two-year period. So over a million dollars in flights. And they said, how could Nancy spend this much? Well, it turns out on her flights, she had an ordering list. And Sprite wait till you hear what it was. If she was going to take a plane, that plane had to be equipped with Johnny Walker Red Scotch, Gray Goose Vodka, e j Brandy, Irish Cream. This is every flight. Every flight, this was her booze list. Maker's Mark Whiskey, Courvoisier Cognac. Oh, an aristocrat. Bacardi Light Rum, Jim Beam Whiskey, Beefeater Gin. How many more gins and vodkas can you have? Dewar's Scotch, Bombay Sapphire Gin. She likes a gin and tonic, apparently. Jack Daniel's Whiskey, Corona Beer, and several bottles of wine. Are you kidding me? Now, is this stuff classified? though this is this is listen this is in the ap the ap doesn't mess around judicial wash watch excuse me on a uh on a on a um um where they they subpoenaed the government to get the records of just how much money she spent now here's the thing normally they wouldn't have done this so put the attention on exactly what do these people do and i want a drug test a blood alcohol test for every congressman and every senator She's clearly intoxicated. My name's Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back after this. 312-642-5600.
0: Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600.
2: Now, here's the fact of the matter. Presidents come and go. Politicians, although senators and congressmen, you could argue, linger around for decades, but presidents come and go. It's their successes and their failures that stay and linger forever. Now, Trump will have some successes. The problem I have is that his failures will overtake his successes in this particular instance. Now, some of the deck is stacked against him. In particular, when we talk about his foreign policy in the military, there's very little he can do. That is a machine that runs upon itself. That is a system that you know is arguable. I say since September 11th, um, the country was set on a tone where we're going to be at war. There's going to be intervention in the Middle East forever. That's bigger than Donald Trump, and I don't blame Donald Trump for that. What I do blame Donald Trump for is the fact that he has now changed the definition of conservatism. I don't know what it means anymore, and certainly Republican politician and Republican voter has no idea what it means anymore. When you find yourself disgruntled because we couldn't come to terms on a $2 trillion mind-boggling amount of infrastructure BS, which, by the way, every state has its own infrastructure emergency plan that they're all enacting. It's not just here in Illinois. So the fact of the matter that there are Republicans who say, oh, gee, it's a shame we couldn't get that $2 trillion outside of of the most massive amount of spending and borrowing ever before in the history of the country, including he is on track to beat Obama. And it's without the $2 trillion, which was not involved in the largest ever spending budget of of American history. At the same time, they're reaping in more revenue than at any time in history, and you've got Republican conservatives chanting for specific sanctions put on buyers and consumers in America that they call tariffs, which are nothing more than taxes. I find it disgusting that that has changed since I started to follow politics in the 70s, that it was one thing to survive neocon after neocon, but we were at a, at a, at a precipice. And I don't just mean um, when the, when the uh, Democrats say, oh, if we don't fix global warming, it'll end in 12 years. But we were in a precipice to where we were going to decide if we were going to have this mindless spending, borrowing, and interventionism in American Republican politics. And Donald Trump put himself in a position of a businessman, running to correct these ills. And in my opinion, what he's done in these two and a half years is doubled down on them. That being said, two things can exist. That doesn't mean the alternative to Donald Trump is to accept the socialists calling themselves Democrats. All right, Mike, on the north side, I always love when you call, buddy. How are you?
6: Hey, buddy, thanks for taking my call. This just shows the hypocrisy with the plane and the booze. Not even she can drink that much. Is That's that unbelievable, Mike? Every... It's unbelievable. That's for every one of the hangers on. Not only is she a terrible politician, but she's a lousy paisano. <laughs> no super sod no Chianti, no sausage and peppers. You know, they're a bunch of alcoholics. This is the elitism. We got it going on in Chicago right now. That jerk Daley still has bodyguards. Rahm Emanuel, the house he hasn't lived in for years. Call ADT. He's got cops in front and back. And Obama's residence that he hasn't been in in years, in 10 years on the South Side, is still being guarded by the Secret Service. Mike, Put some it- of those cops in the ghetto for the kids being shot. But no, the Democrats don't care about anybody but filling their fat faces. I'll tell you what, Mike, politics really
2: is. Why would anybody out there be a gangster? Why would you be a bookmaker or a loan shark? Or why would you be anything other than a politician? When you look at the reality is, politics is Caligula for ugly people. They are above reproach. Well,
6: the, Here's a woman they, they, that they is they a... Evolved. Have you ever read the book? Which one? Excuse me, Have they evolved. Have you ever read the book by Ovid Damaris, Captive City, Chicago and Change. You mentioned it before, yes. 50 yeah. years ago. Listen, you could buy it online secondhand. It's worth reading because what the mob did 60, 70, 80 years ago, they put their sons and nephews in the private businesses, then used their political power to reward those businesses. And that's what the Dailies and Burks and Madigans did, and that's what the Chicago machine did thought the Clinton and Obama administrations to do. Here's the
2: problem I have with this. This is a woman who has abused her position not just to profit in this way, but her corruption through proxy via her husband, her corruption in proxy via in her own business interests. This is a woman who has amassed tens of millions of dollars, the whole time preaching this phony virtue socialism and now we know, I, I don't think it's questionable as the, as to that she is intoxicated on something. I don't need to have a video slowed down. I've been saying this for well over 10 years. And the problem is they're beyond reproach. Now double that with the fact that they have seized power and control that they were never meant to have. And you have to do that when you're in office. Now, even if you, if you believe in this nonsense national populism that Trump is enacting, even if you believe in it, you do realize the president of the United States was never to have power over a macro economy to pick and choose not just winning industries as the third, this isn't the second, by the way, I've heard that misquoted. It's the third round of stimulus to farmers. That is done by a Republican. If a Democrat did it, You'd be freaking out. I'm only asking for the same principles and fundamentals you had throughout your life prior to Trump to be enacted now. Sean Thompson, The Liberty Hour, 312-642-5600.
0: You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600.
2: This is the Liberty Hour. We have one of those rare occasions where we have somebody defending Nancy, I can't feel my face, Pelosi, in her post-op stupor and stammer. Aaron in Naperville, how are you?
1: Hello, Sean. Hello. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. See... Now, if I had given you my real name, I never would have gotten on without another maternity leave joke oh, or postpartum joke. Macbeth. Uh-uh. I had the blind side,
2: Damn it. I was all excited. I was going to tell you how Nancy Pelosi has her position because she raises the most money that she's bought off by the insurance and the lawyers and the pharmaceutical companies she rallies against. I was going to rip into you. Instead, I've got to listen to you rip into a rib.
1: First of all, what's wrong with demanding a stocked bar? Okay, and... and <laughs> Nothing at a bachelor Nancy, party. Well, she, yeah, she's welcome at my place any day. All okay.
2: right. Yeah, that's just because you know why. Cans. I
1: felt the need to yeah. touch on a few things. All right. Uh, the Shah was overthrown in 1978. It's when the religious zealots went into Iran. The CIA did not put the religious zealots... No, but they overthrew the Iran. coup.
2: They, they destroyed the democracy in 1953, as the documents released in 2013 proved...
1: Correct, and twenty-five years later, the religious hellots went in there. One hundred and eighty million dollars to Honduras. Just want to point that out. Not five billion. I said spread out among
2: three countries. You see what he's doing? He's fact-checking me from wherever, what house he is, with stains on his shirt. Listen, you want to be a teamster? Go be a teamster. Enjoy your time off. It's not just you. What is it? It's
1: not just you. Fiery start to summer. Who was that? Martha? Who was that on the clip we heard twice there? Uh, fiery start to summer in Washington. Margaret summer begins Brennan. in 27 days. These Mar- people are ridiculous.
2: Margaret Brennan, she's the hottest of all Sunday show frauds. Thank you for calling the show, Aaron. Okay,
1: well, 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 real quick, real quick. Oh boy, uh, your 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 terrible segue from the Cubs losing pretty bad to the American people is pretty bad. Almost as bad as your hair, which looks like the papers at the end of a uh, yeah. Stephen J. Go production. Go put cocoa
2: logo. butter on your stretch mark. See you later. My show, Verlan on the South Side. How are you, handsome? I'm doing all right. Bro. I'm doing all
5: right, brother. Listen, I want to talk to you about this new affirmative action and abortion. Listen, <laughs> all Are right. right as long as we me? stay on topic, go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I don't think you should get... This isn't a video game. You shouldn't get bonus points because you grew up next to a crack house and uh, it's gang gangbangers living in your neighborhood and, and, and you've oh, some kind listen, of... Listen, right,
2: we got to set up, babe. I know what you're talking about, but a lot of people don't. What you're talking about is the fact that they want to give extra points to you on various tests, both your entrance exam to college and your ACT, if you had a hard life and you grew up in a ghetto that the government built, correct?
5: Garbage. And it's garbage. Yeah. Listen, you know that they, they, they haven't... That's if you survived the abortion, you should mistakes. get some
6: points. Go ahead.
5: Liberals never learn from their mistakes. You see what affirmative action has done to black men after all of these years of it? Now you want to try to push them ahead of people unofficially. Well, wait a minute. You know, you just want, you just want to push them ahead of people and they... they they don't even learn Berlin, the way they're supposed to learn. That's not the key to
2: success. You know that I have a, uh, a bachelor's degree in conspiracy theories, and I'm going to tell you what I think, all right? You notice how they were releasing correctly the information that the original um, people that started um, the Equal Rights, both in uh, MLK, he was rapidly him and his his entire think tank were rapidly against any kind of benefit to race. They were completely yes. appalled by the idea of affirmative action, knowing exactly right. what it would do to both races, both the animosity and the guilt and all kinds of things. And as that's being released, and if you listened, that was being released over the course of the last 12 months where they're saying you do realize Martin Luther King was against affirmative action, right? So they're starting yeah. to bring the idea of what exactly was the original movement by Martin Luther King was just the equality of opportunity not the equality of outcome and what was on the front page of the the Drudge Report today and what is taking the news the fact that they released the FBI tapes where MLK had 40 affairs and apparently he had a rapist in his thing and you know so don't think those aren't connected because the last thing they want races to do or people in those races is to think for themselves so you guys you guys when i say that i mean you being the black man you better Uh, follow
6: PC. don't be a pc
2: you better follow the talking points let out by the democrat party or that green energy is not going to come to your neighborhood and you're not going to get somebody a free energy money they're talking about you see what i'm going yeah, I know what
5: you. I know where you're going, but I want people to remember: in 1968 and 19 before 1968, blacks achieved just as well as whites. That's the reason why they shot They started doing the busing because they achieved at a high level to to qualify to be in those white schools to to, to be able to uh, learn next to white people See, because they they were just as good. And you- now with this dumbing down of the culture. Of course, you're not achieving the way you're supposed to be because you're a victim now. Do well, you realize? Everything.
2: Do you realize that since LBJ, the racist, rabid racist that he was, and his his civil rights scam, where he pretended to help the black people rather than enslaving them, which is exactly what happened. Do you realize the amount of black business ownership, small black business ownership, prior prior to LBJ yeah, yeah. versus today? It is it is yeah. astronomical. It is amazing that people can't wrap their head around what exactly are the ramifications of the expansion of the welfare system and the fact that that's what built the ghettos today. That prior to the welfare system enacted in LBJ's phony plan that the black neighborhoods were by far better than they are today and that the businesses right. owned in those black neighborhoods back then were owned by black entrepreneurs. So the reality is that the, they don't want you to look at the facts, Verlon. You're going to go crazy if you keep looking at facts. You better start buying the better talking points and the rest of the Democrats. Sean Thompson, Liberty Hour, 312-642-5600.
0: is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer.
2: All right, I know we didn't get to the trade war that I wanted to get to, but we have a couple minutes. Let's get, You know, as a caller, I have a certain love for the callers. Let's go to Denise in Gurney. Denise, thank you so much for calling. How are you?
5: Oh, I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, like the previous caller. Now, another thing is a two-tier grading systems in schools. Yeah. For us, and, and I guess white, you know, and what an insult that is.
2: Of course it is. Do yeah, you realize, I, you know, I've never understood the concept of somebody, and this is the, the sickening part about Democrats to me. When I look at a, and Verlan's a friend of mine, by the way, just a little inside stuff. He comes to my cigar store. I love him. And uh, the idea that there is somebody can look at a race of color and say, you know what? You can't really compete with the other people. So we're going to put our thumb on the scale for you. You're going to show up and look at you. It is so condescending and such a true example of racism that it offends me and I'm not black. But the idea you look at my friend Verlon and you say he can't compete with me, that is sickening to me. And only a, a true racist could wrap that in virtue. And that's what the Democrat Party has done for decades. It's sickening.
5: I know. It's because my uh, grandparents, uh, my grandfather was born in 1895. Wow. And, yeah, and he had two years of college. And they and our people worked. So you're so black. You're worked. black. I'm
2: taking it you're black, Denise, correct? Right. Oh, okay.
5: Right. And they worked.
2: Of course they did.
5: And they- even had, a, had opened a restaurant. Yeah. And... You're right. The, the, I, I don't think our people know this. You, why, know?
2: you know, Denise, why do you think they made the welfare system so comparable to small business income? Why do you think they, they made it so tempting as for you, as, you know, when you look at the welfare system today and you realize it is pretty much the equivalent of between 35 and 50,000, depending on how many t- claims you have and how many kids you have. And right. you look at what a small businessman makes after everything's said and done, he would be better off. It would be the better decision for his own peace of mind to go on welfare. That was a strategy that the government knew would lure the people and make them complacent. And you know something? LBJ is, uh, was a well-documented racist. This isn't oh, just me it. saying it. And he said at the time of its passing, this will keep blacks voting for 200 years for Democrats. And look at what it did. And you know, Denise, as you you pan back and you look at the destruction in the country, where all the problems lie, it's always within that corrupt welfare system. And why do you think they don't want to fix it? Because you know who the next version is? Are the Latins, are the Mexicans from Mexico. Oh, yeah, and the, the immigrants. And
5: the N-word.
2: They're the new one. And that what they're going to do is show that it, it's going to pull them in, they're going to expand that cradle, cradle to grave, and this is how you take a country that was of pride and, and honor, and you turn it into a socialist, corrupt failure. Is by implementing the small seed of welfare and watching it turn into the forest of tyranny that it always leads to. And right, this was then a plot. the
5: so called leaders.
2: Yeah, oh, please.
5: Oh, like you Nancy know. Pelosi,
2: drunk as a skunk, telling me how she represents me? Oh, you're talking about Jesse Jackson?
5: Poverty pimps,
2: the race pimps. The the reverend of perpetual tax evasion. Where's his church? How does a guy pretend to be a reverend? He's got illegitimate kids. He doesn't pay his child support. They're all over the country. He's driving around in an Escalade like a businessman. Are you kidding me? He's lucky I'm not black. I'll tell you what, I'd be very (laughs) upset. Denise, I want to thank you so much for listening and and calling the show. He was
5: right when he talked about,
2: look what it did to the Indians. Oh, of course. You know what's funny? And you listen. Listen to the Democrat socialists today as they try to put a happy, smiley face on an Indian reservation. Because if you listen to their policies, they want to turn America into an Indian reservation. Thank you, oh, Denise, yeah. so much for calling the show. Is that it, kid? We're out of here? You did a good job. Not to mention the beard is perfectly trimmed. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back. Oh, no, I won't be back next Sunday, but Macbeth will be here. Maybe he'll do the show. Thank you for listening.